umgoblue.com by fans for fans since 1999 you know right now we're currently uh obviously uh doing everything from um i guess you would call it satellite from zoom uh we've got our guys uh going through unit meetings uh weekly uh we're doing installs uh one install per week um you know kind of really diving into the details and going back unfortunately uh without having spring ball we've stayed on the uh, on a on the schedule uh, with our with our uh, spring install, just reintroducing those guys back into football and, and going back watching all of our last season cutups with the players, uh, creating new cutups and, and new study ideas. Um, and so we meet with them. We're allowed eight hours per week. We meet with them three times a week. I grab the offensive unit uh, all together on Mondays, uh, and then I meet individually with uh, position groups on Wednesday and Fridays. And so we typically like to break down those meetings from about an hour, an hour and a half, and uh, uh, also, this time has allowed us to really build on some leadership things. Uh, and, and so we've done a lot of leadership training. Um, you know, I've developed a leadership group on the offensive side that I meet with additionally on Fridays. And so, uh, you know, this current situation has allowed us to really kind of spend a lot of time uh, really slowing things down, really over going through the big picture, making sure those guys understand uh, what they have. Uh, what their assignment is, knowing the what's, the why's, and the how-to's, but also understanding what other players around them uh, are, are being asked of as well. And so um, it's been good. We've made the best of our situation. Obviously, it's challenging for everyone in college football right now. We're not making uh, any excuses. We're only being able to control the things that we can control. And, and the mindset and the mentality uh, and leadership, as well as learning, um, has been really good. Our guys are really engaged. They want to be back here in Ann Arbor. And, you know, they're staying connected with each other. So I've been very much pleased with the maturity of our group uh, and of our team and how they've handled themselves in this time. And then we're spending a lot of time right now just recruiting, you know, um, you know, balancing family time, uh, balancing, you know, uh, when you're not on Zoom and having kids running around in the back uh, screaming, uh, then you're usually on the phone with some recruit. You know, they've lifted a lot of recruiting restrictions right now, which gives us a ton of access to a top to uh, class of 2021 uh, recruits currently and so uh, you're finding all creative ways whether it's virtual visits whether it's virtual meetings uh, facetimes um, you got to be as creative as possible to be able to showcase your university and program uh, in these times where they currently can't come visit thanks coach um i think aaron you had the first question Gosh, I hope you and your, your family are healthy and, and safe and everything else. Um, wanted to know, uh, with regards to the lost spring spring practices, um, what you think you lost with regards to the quarterback competition you guys had in theory coming in and what you were hoping to, to learn from your candidates, your quarterback candidates this, this spring. Yeah, you know, specifically just overall as a team, obviously losing the competitive reps, losing, uh, you know, the good on good. Uh, you know, I think spring – um, gives everybody an opportunity to get, you know, equal amount of reps. You know, I think that's a disadvantage during the season because uh, in the season you're trying to prepare the guys that are going to go out there and play on Saturdays. And so your, your first string takes the majority of the reps. Your second string takes a smaller percentage and your third string takes a, another smaller percentage as compared to when you get into the spring, um, you can really uh, divide uh, all those reps up evenly and make sure guys are getting the right amount of reps to see them be successful as well as taking the right amount of reps uh, with the first or second string or, or the third string, you know, so they're not just stuck on layers of teams. And so obviously uh, we missed that significant chunk of time uh, with spring football practice being canceled. 
but as I said, I, I've just been really been encouraged in, uh, in the steps of, of the things that we can control, the, the mental reps, um, the engagement in the meeting rooms, the uh, uh, just how, you know, each all of our guys have done, especially our quarterbacks, they've been really engaged. And then, you know, we've challenged, you know, all three of those guys to uh, to take on bigger leadership roles on the team. And so um, breaking the team down into small groups and seeing those guys become better leaders. Uh, and, and obviously it's challenging, you know, when you look at the quarterback position, because a lot of times, you know, people want to know who's going to be your starter, who's going to be the guy that's the captain. We've encouraged all of those guys that, you know, they're all they're all uh, leaders. You know, it doesn't take me having to be the starter or, or so-called name the starter to be a leader. Uh, it takes my position in, in, on the team and, and uh, the ability to do the things right and be able to, to uh, bring other people along. And so um, they've done a really good job with leadership, but uh, we definitely did miss, the, you know, we missed the timing. We missed the competitive reps. We missed the good on good. Uh, but we'll pick back up, you know. Um, we're going through something that everybody else is going through. I mean, there was a handful of teams in, in college football that were able to get spring practice in. Unfortunately, we weren't, but uh, we can't control what we can't control. We just got to be ready to pick the pieces back up when we get the opportunity to. Uh, Brad Galley. Hey, Josh, I want to follow up on Aaron's question, if I can, um, and then ask another question. Do you have a front runner at the quarterback position uh, and then with the running back room that you guys bring back, um, I know it was youthful last year. Um, can you talk about where that group is right now and what you foresee for the fall when you guys get started? Yeah, we uh, we lost our quarterback, so we don't we we're nowhere near having a front front runner. Uh, we lost our starter, obviously. Um, we're in a three man competition, um, obviously coming into the spring uh, with uh, with uh, with Joe Dylan and Cade. And, um, you know, no one's got a competitive advantage over either one, you know, and, um, you know, we're excited, you know, about the guys we have on our roster. Obviously, uh, we've got to solve that question later on down the road when we get the opportunity to. But uh, no one has a leg up. No one. Uh, it's not based on depth chart last year. It's not based on skill set this year. Um, every guy is equal and, and you know, every guy is going to get the right opportunity to go out there and compete and lead this team. And, uh, you know, when we have that answer is when, you know, they'll know. But uh, right now, um, we haven't even come close to starting that battle yet, just, you know, missing the time. Uh, now, addressing our running backs, um, I'm excited. You know, obviously, um, when you look at the uh, the room that we had there last year, I mean, we had a ton of inexperience. I mean, you know, we had guys that, you know, that that didn't have the opportunity to, uh, to be a part of spring football practice. You know, you look at Zach Charbonnet and Hassan Haskins, both of those guys were out of all spring last year. So they missed a huge chunk uh, of physical development, you know, from, from, from January on to August. And then uh, even Hassan started the season um, banged up. And, and then Zach went through some injuries there. And then now you're able to add Chris Evans back into the mix, uh, get, Christian, get Christian Turner back healthy. Um, Blake Corum is really, really exciting. He brings a level of explosiveness at the running back position. So I just think the amount of growth that you're able to go from year one uh, to year two uh, is going to be exciting for those guys. Very rarely do you walk into a situation and have all completely new players at one position. Uh, and I think the job that those guys did by the end of the year uh, was really uh, was really impressive. And I think uh, Coach Jay did a really good job bringing those guys along and developing them. But it's very hard uh, to take on a position group uh, and have no one have returning starter experience. I mean, that is a you don't go from having a senior running back who's a really good player and rushed for a thousand yards a couple seasons in a row to having someone that 
never taking snaps in games. And so um, that was a challenge, you know, and obviously uh, we had some hiccups early on um, with some ball security type things and uh, protection deals. And, and, but to see where our guys were by the end of the year, you know, you really just, uh, I'm excited about the growth in that room and, and the leadership and just being able to carry over the game experience. And uh, that's going to allow those guys to elevate their game even more. John Borton. Coach, you addressed the fact of not having a, a clear-cut leader or anything like that at quarterback, but can you take each of the three guys you mentioned and, and name an aspect of their game that particularly fits well in what you're trying to do in your offense? Uh, you know, I, I think they all have uh, different attributes. I mean, I just um, uh, specifically, I mean, I, you know, it's uh, – you know, I think they all have areas that, you know, they, they uh, excel in. I think they all have areas of growth, and I think that's very, very important for them. Uh, I think there's still areas of room for growth. I, I don't think uh, anyone is the finished product. Uh, if anyone was the finished product, we would have a, a, a start. So I think uh, it's a huge challenge uh, that I've kind of put on those guys' plates uh, that we're going to continue to address. You know, we're going to continue to address the, 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 uh, the positives, but also um, – you know, work towards, you know, improving on some things that, that we need to improve on. And so uh, specifically, John, I apologize. I don't want to get into the individual traits or, you know, I don't want to call certain guys out or do anything from that standpoint, but we're excited about all three and we look forward to really continue to develop those three guys. Ashley. Hey, Josh. Um, in the line of another position, other position battles on offense, I guess, just with the offensive line replacing four starters. I mean, what have you seen from those guys virtually? And again, kind of in the same vein as Aaron's question, I guess, what did you lose in spring in not having those, you know, full out position battles for those four spots? Yeah. Um, you know, when you look at the offensive line position, you know, I, I kind of consider we potentially uh, have got about three starters coming back, you know, uh, considering, you know, Andrew Stuber is a guy that's played, uh, before in the past, or three guys that have starting experience, even with uh, with Hayes uh, in the mix as well. And so uh, we feel like we've got a good uh, good nucleus of guys that, you know, played in games, whether it's been late in games or contributed uh, as starters. Uh, and then a good group of young guys um, that have been here, you know, over the past year or plus uh, that have gained valuable experience in depth standpoint. Um, but that's a big concern. You know, we were going to have a huge competition to figure out who our best five was. Uh, that's ultimately the number one job that we've got to be able to um, to decide is who is the best five. Not necessarily this guy plays this position or maybe he's played that position before in the past, but uh, to mix them all in. And so um, that's been a huge challenge. We um, uh, They've been very engaged in meetings. Uh, I'm excited about the players that we have. Uh, but I think the where we, you know, kind of uh, missing spring ball, I think the challenge is getting those guys caught up to speed you know, as a group. And we're not talking about uh, one thing from a quarterback position standpoint where it's an individual or the offense. We're talking about a unit as far as uh, the O-line. So we're going to have to get caught up to speed. Um, I'm excited about the talent that we have there. I think actually we could be uh, a little bit more athletic uh, up front. I think that's going to help us significantly in the run game. Um, but I think the challenge for this group will be catching up to our previous group in the past protection game, I thought. Our group in the past was was uh, had the ability to be elite pass protectors, uh, but this group that we have now probably has the ability to be a little bit better in the run game 
uh, from an athletic standpoint. So I think there's positives and negatives to each side, but I think uh, our ability to catch those guys up in both of those areas uh, are going to be key. Isaiah? Hey, Josh. Um, you obviously have a little bit more than a year on the job at this point. Uh, what are, you know, what are the biggest areas of growth for yourself as offensive coordinator, especially when you look back? And how much do you feel, do you feel helps going into next season retaining the entire offensive staff that you had from last year? Uh, I'll answer the, the last part first. Uh, I think um, retaining the offensive staff is very, very important. I think um, just the ability now to go back through, uh, we're doing a lot of off-season studies uh, and making sure that, you know, they understand all the details, thought process, you know, what I'm thinking, kind of getting those guys on the same page as me in alignment, um, I think is very uh, key and critical. And, and um, you know, it, it's different when you're coaching something for the first time as compared to coaching it for the second time. Uh, and, uh, and so I think for a lot of our coaches, um, their comfort level uh, is extremely high now, you know, going into year two uh, in the system. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, we've got uh, we've got a great offensive staff. We've uh, we've done a lot of studies uh, this off season on ourselves. We, you know, we're breaking down everything, and I've been meeting with the offensive staff uh, every morning. Um, and uh, I think areas for growth is uh, I've been looking at a number of different things. You know, I think uh, we were right there on the cusp of really kind of scratching the surface to be something special last year. And when you look at it, um, you know, we left some we have some self inflicted wounds, um, but we left some big time opportunities and. and Two areas that specifically uh, is touchdown drive percentage and scoring drive percentage. And that's an area of growth that I think as a unit that we're going to be able to take the next step. Uh, I want to say, you know, we broke it down into power five statistics, but um, we had, uh, you know, we were about 4% off from being in the top 10 on touchdown drive percentage. And, and we had 16 drives last year that ended up in the red zone uh, that we didn't score on. And then when you look at, uh, or we didn't score touchdowns, that we all had to settle for field goals. And then, our scoring drive uh, percentage, um, we were another three and a half percent off from being in the top uh, tier of top 10 teams. Uh, and we had another 17 drives in that deal where, um, you know, we didn't score and had turnovers in the red zone or fourth down stops. I think we had uh, seven turnovers in the red zone uh, and four uh, missed field goals and uh, four turnover on downs. And so um, I think there are some areas where we can improve um, offensively. And that, and that's not just players. That's how can I help them with the call? How can I help them with the situation? Uh, are we too aggressive? Are we not aggressive enough? Um, those are all type of things that kind of go through these studies and, and mindset for me in which uh, has been valuable because ultimately you want to, you want to figure out a way to put your kids in position to be successful. And so um, that's, that's been something that's been encouraging for me as well as second down calls. Um, you know, it's something that I really kind of dove into some deep studies, talked to a lot of uh, NFL offensive coordinators and uh, about different things they, they're studying. And, you know, it's 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 changing the game of football. You know, you're seeing a lot more teams now with the second down study now, a lot more teams are playing third down defense on second down to keep you in second and long. And so, um, you know, you want to be able to help yourself in third down scenarios by having better calls on second down, you know, whether that's eliminating a third down and being aggressive and, you know, trying to get the first down and two downs or or are you trying to cut the distance? So um, just kind of rambled. I kind of rattled off a little bit right there, but a lot of different studies that we've been doing offensively, and, and it's been engaging just getting everybody on, on Zoom meetings in the morning, getting everybody on the same page, talking philosophy, talking thoughts. I probably watch every play of the season now 
50 times. I mean, that, that's how much football we're watching. And so um, uh, you gain a ton of information. You gain a ton of knowledge about yourself. You're studying yourself, Scout, uh, and just looking for ways to improve. Next question is Orion. With the players, do you sense they have more continuity and, and maybe familiarity with the offense now that they aren't learning an entirely new system? And I, I guess how might that help you guys take that next step in year two? Well, yeah, I think, um, you know, I think really it's the details. It's, it's the footwork. It's the hat placement. Um, we had very few MAs last year, um, but it was, came down to small things. Um, obviously, there's, there's all kinds of decisions that take place in, into plays, but it's, is my footwork matching the footwork that I should take? Is it my technique? Is it my hat leverage? Uh, is it catching the ball? Is it finishing the play? Is it, you know, um, ball placement? Is it, is it, it could, a number of different things happen on plays uh, to allow it not to be successful. And it's not necessarily a learning deal, but more so a fine-tune how we've, we've really kind of talked about discipline and the details. Um, are we disciplined enough to, to – to carry out the details needed and, and really not go off the reservation of that. And so um, that's been huge. Uh, going back, studying ourselves, it's, you know, it's, hey, things that we can control. Um, it's not things that opposing defenses are doing. It's things that we can control, things that we can eliminate to help plays be more successful. Larry? Josh, thanks for your time. I hope your family's well. Um, have you been using walkthrough walls as part of your virtual reality uh, toolbox? And has the budget crunch that the university is going through hit you guys at all? Um, and, or are you hearing it from colleagues around the country that you're in touch with maybe at smaller schools where, you know, they're not able to buy or do the things they could because of uh, the cuts every school has to make? Um, for, as far as the, uh, the, I guess you call it the social media platforms or whatever. Uh, we, um, the walkthrough walls, I, I haven't actually heard of that. Um, we haven't used that. We've been using uh, just uh, Google Hangouts uh, and Zoom. Uh, and then I use obviously some of our PDF just installs um, to cover picture uh, meetings. But um, I think everybody's doing something different. I think the NFL now is using um, uh, some kind of Microsoft technology and a lot of teams are calling around. Everyone's trying to figure out, you know, what's the best way to, to go about these meetings, especially um, when it gets to the exchange of film, because on some of these platforms, uh, the film can become a little bit choppy based on uh, your internet strength or, or um, just the, the film that you're displaying. And so uh, we've used everything from having FaceTime meetings to Google Hangouts to, uh, to Zoom, but uh, I'd be interested, I have to look into the walkthrough uh, walk um, app or, or um, Still there. I haven't uh, haven't been exposed or had any experience previously with that. I'll tell you, this is uh, throughout this whole deal has opened up a, a new pathway for coaches across the country. Um, I've never heard of Zoom until this pandemic. Uh, never used Google Hangouts until this pandemic. So uh, it's created uh, new opportunities for us to teach uh, and new opportunities for us to understand how players learn. You know, being so virtual, and I think this is something. Um, that's going to stay with us in the coaching profession well long past this pandemic. I think this has created a new platform uh, to being able to teach. And so uh, I know we're excited and we're thankful that we've, you know, kind of been uh, introduced into this new platform to be able to use. Um, second part of your question there. Um, no, I haven't, haven't heard any information as far as um, uh, that's well above my pay grade. Um, and uh, you know, I don't, uh, 
you know, I trust uh, our president, um, I trust our, our governor, I trust, you know, all the people that are in position of power, our AD, Ward Manuel, those folks, everyone involved um, are making the best choices um, for not only our student athletes, but for coaches and athletic departments. And so I leave that kind of um, outside and, and only really focus on the football aspect of things that I can control. But I haven't spoken uh, to anyone outside of our program about, you know, um, things that may be impacting their program uh, or really had much conversations about things impacting ours. Next question, Austin. Should be Oops. Thanks for doing this. Uh, yeah, it sounds like you've been able to do quite a bit of self-scouting this offseason and compile a lot of information. What's the balance in terms of what you'll be able to throw at guys when they do come back? Will you have to kind of go back to square one a little bit, or do you anticipate that you'll be able to sort of pick up where you left off? Yeah, we will. Um, you know, that's a good question, you know, because now you're going to be, um, you know, we're waiting to see, you know, what is this next schedule going to look like? Uh, uh, when is the next opportunity that we'll get a chance to get back together? Obviously missing, you know, 15 spring ball days. Um, we're kind of living in the unknown. Um, we would all love to assume that we're going to have X amount of days to prepare our players. And then once we get that X amount of days, um, then we'll kind of break down our installs and see what's, you know, what's that schedule. You know, it's uh, the thing about installing, it's always flexible. So you can always cut back when you need to cut back. You can always add. I'm a big believer in, in throwing a lot early on and pulling back late. Um, that way you have all your adjustments, you know, you're being able to teach, um, you know, the overall system. I always tell the players there's a difference uh, in the game book as compared to the playbook. The playbook is our system. Um, you got to be able to know that. Uh, and then we can indiv individualize the, the game books by week. But um, that's a question um, that we're all kind of interested in trying to figure out, just not knowing right now. Um, the uh, the layout of our schedule, uh, we may have to go back to day one, uh, depending on the time that we'll get to prepare. Um, if not, uh, then, you know, the good thing is with all these meetings, um, our knowledge and understanding, uh, we can pick, I feel like we can pick up tomorrow uh, and really be able to go out there and, and execute plays. Now, it's about executing fundamentals of play. That's the key. So the details and the executing of the fundamentals is the things that we're missing. Our kids know what to do. It's about how to do it. Um, you know, uh, plays win games, but fundamentals win plays. And so that's what we're missing in this time right now. We're missing the corrections. We're missing, you know, the footwork. We're missing the, uh, the catching the football, the throwing the football, um, those little things that, that can make you a fundamentally sound football team, uh, which can lead to success. I know we're at like 11.24, 11.25. Josh, you still have some time? Yeah, yeah. Some, some questions. All right, next one is Brandon. Brandon Brown. Hey, Coach, good to see you. Um, wondering how much you could tell us about what you envision for Chris Evans's role. Obviously, he wasn't with the program last year, but seems like his skill set may actually be better suited for, for your offense than the last time he was on the field. So just, you know, what, what do you expect to do with him? Yeah, we're excited about Chris. I mean, Chris is a veteran player, man. He's played a lot of football, man. I remember being in this conference – seeing Chris play as a freshman and seeing, you know, the impact he was able to make early on. He's got a unique skill set because of his versatility, um, not just as a runner, but uh, his ball skills, uh, which are pretty, pretty elite for a guy of his position. And so um, it's our job to maximize, you know, as much out of the players uh, that we can. And, um, you know, I think um, 
I think his role is one that, uh, uh, that provides versatility. Um, a number of different ways and opportunities that you can get him out in space and get the ball in his hands. And, um, you know, I think that's where it's going to be exciting um, is all the different ways that we can use them. Um, and it fits right into what we do. Uh, we did a lot of things like that similar last year with, uh, with Josh Jackson. Obviously, all the different alignments that he aligned uh, on the field. And when you've got a guy now like Chris Evans, um, who has the ability to take those as actual handoffs and not just be in the backfield catching, you know, uh, catching routes uh, coming out of the backfield. Now you've got a guy that can do both. Um, I think it's exciting. And so, and so I think, you know, Blake brings that same skill set, um, you know, and then, uh, you know, and then adding those guys to the mix of what we already have. You know, I think, um, um, you know, I just think when you look at the depth right there, that running back position, I mean, I think we've got some good choices. Obviously, it's always tough to balance all the playing time and all the touches and, you know, that, that you know, there's a there's a level of having depth that you love, but then there's a level of having depth that creates problems. Uh, and the problem there is the balance of finding how to fit all the different pieces together. Um, but we've got a lot of good pieces, uh, but it's going to be our job and it's going to be a challenge to, to make all the pieces work together. Um, and so, you know, obviously um, other ways that we can complement that with some two back stuff and, uh, you know, whether it's split backs and, you know, trying to use your, your personnel as much as you can, but, um, everything comes with a cost and reward. You know, uh, you got to decide the personnel, which you want to play in, who you want to pull off the field, who you want to put on the field. And so um, that's what we're kind of missing right now in spring, just kind of mixing in, kind of diving into everyone's skill sets. Uh, Chris was able to practice uh, with us uh, leading up before our, our, our bowl game, uh, which I was able to kind of see a little bit of his skill set. But now we got to catch him back up with football. When you've spent a year away from football, that's a long time. Conditioning. Uh, physicality of it um, that's what he's missing right now he's missing the training um, but w once we get him back and once we get all the kids back coach Herbert do a good job preparing guys for Saturdays Jen Hammond I was gonna say I'm gonna pass my question so the beat writers can get on since we're limited on time I figure they need there's more because I've got good stuff thanks okay. nice to see you coach nice to see you okay. I will jump to and the next person is uh, Mike Stone. Stoney? Yes, uh, two things. Number one, uh, is Blake Corm as fast as we're led to believe? And uh, Tariq Black was somebody that everybody had high expectations on. Was it a clash of systems? He didn't fit in your system. And how disappointed are you that that just didn't work out? Um, Blake Corm is as fast as, as, as advertised. Uh, Blake, uh, we timed him uh, in the spring when we did our spring testing. You know, Blake ran uh, in the high 4-4 range. Um, just an exciting kid, just tough physical kid. I've known Blake since uh, his ninth grade year in high school. And, uh, um, just excited about that kid and, and his maturity, uh, the leadership he already brings. He brings a toughness mentality. Um, he's got great skill set. He's a physical runner. Uh, people look at him as an undersized guy because of his height, but the, uh, the heart, the strength, and the speed that he brings, uh, he packs a punch. And so we're really excited about him from that standpoint. Um, I, I won't comment uh, on any uh, former players that are, that are no longer part of our program, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, I, I'm, you know, the one thing I will say is I've got great relationships with all our guys. So, I'm, you know, uh, there was nothing negative to them. Uh, that's just how the game of football sometimes goes. Um, and, and so, um, but uh, to hold our comments just currently to the players on our roster. Next question, uh, Nick 
Baumgartner. Uh, there we go. Hey, Josh, thanks for doing this. Um, you kind of touched on it earlier about some of the studies you guys have looked over and some of the self-scouting as a team. I do wonder um, for yourself, uh, last year, obviously your first year running the whole thing, have you had time um, to sort of look back maybe at your own you know, game planning processes and, and things of that nature and have you had time to maybe study sort of how you kind of did your job in, in year one? Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's been part of this whole deal, kind of diving into it, um, just really kind of seeing, um, you know, making sure there's no tendencies, uh, you know, philosophy in certain situations, you know, hey, were we aggressive enough? Were we too, you know, uh, there's times when I felt like maybe a little too conservative, sometimes not aggressive enough, sometimes maybe over aggressive, you know? And, and so I think those situations come by game and come by also, uh, you know, flow of the game. And, and so, um, you know, really kind of been studying and looking at that. Like I said, you know, one of the big things that, you know, I've really dove into is second down calls, you know? Um, just, you know, hey, second down after a play is unsuccessful on first down. You know, it's most people, you know, just go with something safe like a run. And, you know, if that doesn't get you yards that you need it necessary, then now you're in a third and long situation. So um, been able to look kind of dive hard. And, and I think that's been good. I think that's what this time – that's typically what we do in the offseason. Um, but I think this time has, uh, uh, at home has even created more time for us to just dive into all these. Um, because, you know, as I meet with the staff and then I, then I break off and do things separately, I'm watching a ton uh, more tape now uh, than what we possibly would do when we're in the office. You know, it, uh, it's crazy how you can seem a little bit more productive from that standpoint. But, uh, you know, there, it just, yeah, you just afforded the ability now to just have this computer. And so, um, you know, we're diving into all different studies there. But, uh, yeah, I just think um, – Going back to your, your question, I just think just overall making sure that, you know, tendencies are sometimes good. Tendencies obviously are good in the standpoint that, you know, there's something stronger that, um, that you believe in, obviously you have conviction in it as a, as a play caller. But then you also got to make sure the tendencies um, are not being exposed too much to where you put yourself susceptible, you know, whether that's by call, whether that's by formation, um, mentality of situations. Um, and so that's created a good balance for me to, to dive into. See if we can get these last couple questions in um, before Coach has to go. We'll start with Sam. Hey, what's up, Josh? Uh, you kind of piggybacking on some of the earlier questions. I'm wondering, as you get into this season uh, and you talk about maybe adding more to the, to the plate, you mentioned having Chris Evans and being able to maybe utilize his versatility. Is is that kind of saying that you expect to have throwing to the backs be more of an emphasis this season? I look back at what you did. You threw the ball 50 times to Saquon Barkley and had four receptions to backs at Alabama. Is that something that we can anticipate seeing from your backs here? And then, uh, you know, your freshman receivers, you got some big-time speed coming in. Do you anticipate trying to get that on the field sooner with this group as opposed to last year's group? Yeah, I'll answer uh, those two questions. Yeah, I mean, throwing to the throwing to the running back is is a very important piece uh, in our offense, and and uh, you know we did that quite a bit. Uh, it just numbers may not reflect that out of the running back position because of all the different pieces that we do within our offense, and so a lot of pieces move around. Um, but you constantly saw the number of receivers that we had lined up in the backfield. You know, whether it's Giles, whether it's Mikey, Ronnie Bell lined up in the backfield last year. Um, all those positions are labeled as the R, and so. Um, we just used our best personnel that was suited uh, in those situations. But when you do have a guy like Chris Evans that can do that, 
then it also helps you, you know, because now you're not having to use a specific player um, to line them up in the backfield and throw to the running back. You're actually using a running back. And so um, we just leaned – last year we leaned on the strengths of the guys that we had on our roster. I think that's what Chris Evans is going to be able to bring to the table, give us a strength there um, that we're going to be able to use because that is a big piece of the offense. And uh, every place I've been, um, the running backs have all been successful, not only as, as, uh, as runners, but also catching the football. Um, you know, you just look at the last few backs and they've all been successful and going on to make it to the NFL, um, but been around pretty good darn backs and, uh, and uh, excited to continue to use our guys in that same way um, that been around, you know, the way we use some of the backs in the past. Um, the next part of that question um, uh, was, oh, the young receivers. Yeah, really excited, you know, um, really excited. Um, AJ and Roman, um, you know, those guys bring some speed. Um, uh, you know, they bring a skill set that's different. You know, uh, Roman's a guy I'm so excited about his athleticism. Had he been playing in the States, I firmly believe he would be the most talked about, one of the most talked about players in the country. Same with, uh, with A.J. Henning, who is one of the most talked about players in the country. You know, coming in as a Gatorade player of the year in, in, in the state of Illinois. Um, and then Roman coming from Hawaii. Um, had he been playing closer east, I mean, just phenomenal player and just – uh, big-time athlete, big-time speed. We're excited. We're going to throw those guys in the mix. Um, obviously, we don't have a ton of depth at receiver. Uh, you know, last year we had to play, you know, three true freshmen at receiver in significant roles. Um, and so I think we'll we'll start this year off seven scholarship wideouts, which is very low under the number of receivers that we want to be at. Um, but we'll make it work. You know, we'll make it work. That, that is what it is. We got the talent there. We've got all the different pieces. And most importantly, we got the room. Uh, those guys are great with each other. Um, you know, uh, being led right now by Ronnie Bell and Nico Collins. I mean, I, I couldn't be more excited about that receiver room right now than, than I am. Aaron McMahon. Josh, how much input did you have uh, in Nico Collins' decision to come back? And where would you like to see him make the biggest jump this, this season? Yeah, had a ton of input. You know, for Nico, um, the challenge for Nico was – uh, you know, and, and we, we met quite a bit towards the end of the season. Uh, and uh, I love the fact that Nico said, Coach, I'm not, I, I want to stay and develop. Uh, but the challenge that Nico had was he was another guy that missed all offseason last year. So when Nico started off the season, you know, he had just got cleared, you know, two weeks before, you know, the season started. You know, he, um, uh, you know, he missed all offseason with some surgery that he had to climb team up. And he's a tough kid because he played the, the previous year, kind of beat up a little bit. Um, but he had missed that huge, significant chunk of developmental time, you know, that guys make from January to August. And so, um, you know, when he started off the season, um, you know, he was just running off everything that he had done the year before. You know, he didn't, hadn't had a chance to get his body, you know, the way he wanted, hadn't had a chance to, you know, develop his skill set. Um, and that was something that he felt um, that he wanted to work on. And now let me say that his body of work, even with last year, was still very, very impressive. I think Nico Collins, I firmly believe, is one of the best receivers in all of college football. Um, and, uh, and when you look at statistically, his numbers match up there. And, and, but the thing now, you know, he had a great offseason, um, timed extremely well uh, in the 40s, um, really ran a fast time and, and ran like a 4-4, 4-4-5 um, when we timed in, in, in uh, the winter. And so I think he's excited just having a healthy offseason um, because that can go so far for you. And, and uh, he also balanced, He also battled some some nagging little injuries during the season last year. He missed some time in the Middle Tennessee State game, and then he missed the game, the Illinois game, 
Uh, and so now he feels like his body's finally healthy. Uh, he's able to work on his craft and uh, uh, it's going to pay off huge, you know, for him. And, uh, and I couldn't be more excited about who he is as a player, as a young man, uh, and as a leader. Um, big time future, big time future, Nico Collins. Ashley? Josh, just going back to the quarterbacks for a second, I know the, la the last time we talked to Joe at the bowl game, he mentioned like he felt like the quarterback battle had already started in the lead up to that. I know obviously Alabama was the focus, but that those guys were also focused on that. So what did you see from that position group and especially Joe and Dylan in the lead up to the Citrus Bowl? Well, I, uh, once we came back from uh, for practice for, for the Citrus Bowl, I, you know, I grabbed all of those guys and I said, you know, this is the opportunity uh, right now to start this competition and compete. Uh, sorry. However, it was a little bit unfair because, you know, they're still not taking the reps needed. Um, you know, they're still taking, you know, backup reps because we had to prepare. You know, Shea was our starter. You know, um, there was no ands, if, or buts about it. And uh, he was the best guy um, suited to give us the best opportunity to win on Saturdays. Um, so as the other guys, um, we just couldn't get those guys the reps. You know, even though you say the, the, the battle has started, the competition has started, um, they're not getting all the reps, you know, that they need to really try to compete. And that's what really spring is set for. Um, but I challenged, you know, all three of those guys to step up in any kind of way, show me that you can lead this team, show me that you can lead this offense. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I met with them after we were practicing. And I just told them, I say, guys, we gotta, we gotta start now. And so I think that just, you know, challenging the mentality of those three guys, but we want a healthy quarterback competition. You know, we want a uh, we want a balanced quarterback competition where we can give those guys the right reps needed. Um, we just couldn't do it right then in December, but um, that's what your spring and all season is for. But um, I saw those guys step up in leadership ways. Um, once again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dive into the specifics individually of any single player um, in that battle, but um, I, I, I am pleased with all three of those guys. Uh, and how they have approached things mentally, how they've approached things physically. Uh, we're just missing them lead our team right now. Last question with Angelique. Josh, um, two questions if I could on the quarterbacks. You, piggybacking on what Ashley just asked, where were they heading into this, this break? I don't know what else to call it, this pandemic break. And also going back to something Jim said last summer about playing both quarterbacks at the time, Shea and Dylan, is that something that you would consider going into this season because of the way things have been? Um, they were all even uh, going into this, into this pandemic. Uh, the reason I laughed is uh, um, the two quarterback deal of playing two quarterbacks. I think uh, the opinion out there, a lot of people end up booing on two quarterback plays. So I don't think that's really up to an option of, of, uh, of anything from that standpoint, but uh, uh, that's, uh, but um, no, it, I mean, we just gotta, we gotta get the reps. We gotta get the battle going um, uh, to figure out, you know, who's going to, um, who's going to be our quarterback. You know, I, they're all even, they're all dead even. There's nobody out front. There's nobody left behind. Um, each guy is different. Each guy has a different strength and a different weakness than the other guys. And so it, it's a really interesting battle um, because, you know, we've got we've to be able to, to decide who's going to give us the best opportunity to win games, okay? And I think they all three uh, can give us um, opportunities to win games. And so um, we're just going to have to catch them up. Um, 
you know, no guys out front, no guys behind. There is no order. It's not based on last year. It's not based on depth chart last year. Um, those things are, are non-important. Um, what the depth chart last year was, was irrelevant because we had one quarterback who was our starter. So it doesn't matter who was listed as a two. It didn't matter who was listed as a three. Um, Shea Patterson was our quarterback. And so um, when you're getting into what the listings are of backup guys, that's totally irrelevant um, into this battle moving forward this year. But now we just got to be able to get the battle going back um, once we get back. And they're all three doing great. Um, they're all three skyrocketing from a leadership standpoint. So that's what's exciting is now – you know, getting what else, you know, what else involves a quarterback, the DNA, the, the leadership, the, um, the mental aspects. Coach McDaniels has done a really good job, you know, developing those guys along in that area. And so uh, we're excited uh, about where we are, um, the number of pieces we have. Uh, and if it takes us, we're in no rush to make a decision. Uh, if it takes us however long it's going to take us to make that decision, that's how long it's going to take us. Uh, and we'll make the best decision uh, to give our team the opportunity to win. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.